Blog Talk Radio. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can seem intense. Like, breakup R&B intense. I thought you said you love a sweater that I got you. If you didn't, you could have told me. Geico makes it easy. Just go to Geico.com anytime to update or check your policy without all the extra drama. I even had a different Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pro Wrestling Opinion Show. And today we are talking another greatest rivalry series. And we are talking about Ricky the Dragon Steamboat against Macho Man Randy Savage. I'm joined once again by one silver. What's up, man? Good evening, Logan. Good evening, wrestling fans. As we talk about two, arguably two of the ten greatest wrestlers of all time, Ricky Steamboat versus Macho Man Savage, in which was an intense spectacular feud from 1986 to 1987. Now, this feud, um, I, I remember playing out on, on on TV. So, like, is this the same feud that culminated? Did this culminate at WrestleMania? It, it, well, that, was the, that wasn't the blow-off, but after the WrestleMania match, they had steel case matches all over the country for the next 90 days. I got you. So, so what's the, what's this uh, three matches here? Why don't you just tell everybody? All right. From July 27, 1986, Toronto's Maple Leaf Garden. Then, what they had feuded at that time is in, in July of 1986, Macho Man was still feuding with Santana, and Ricky Sebo was feuding with Jake to take Roberts to talk about November 22, 1986, on a on an episode of Superstars of Wrestling. This is where the feud began. And then we go to one of the great matches of the feud, February 15, 1987, once again in Toronto, Canada. All right. So when before these guys met in this first match we're talking about, had they they'd faced each other a couple times, or what was the uh, history? I, I, if they did face each other, it was a tag team. Um, they weren't feuding with each other at this point. In July of 1986, Ricky Steamboat was engaging in a tremendous feud with Jake Snake Roberts, and Savage was still ongoing in his feud with the guy he beat. He got the title from Tito Santana. But didn't um, the Steamboat, he had another feud with Roberts when he had, like was a dragon gimmick, right? That was a later. That, that was, talk about, that was in the midst of that feud with Jake Snake Roberts where they would have the dragon versus the Kimura Jack dragon versus the snake where they would have those uh, snake death matches. Okay, yeah, because I remember he would bring out his own fucking dragon to fight the snake. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, so... Yeah. <laughs> it was like a dinosaur show, man. So we got... So this is like a more serious uh, audience here in Toronto. So they get less gimmickry here, it looks like, right? Like there was there was no gimmickry at all in the Savage Steamboat feud. None whatsoever. Two of the all-time greats. Two of the... Creme de la creme. Two of the ten greatest wrestlers of all time. 
and two of the fastest wrestlers of all time. I mean, the speed at which these two guys operate is incredible. Well, yeah. I mean, this uh, the whole feud could just be summed up by the arm drags of Steamboat. But uh, oh, wow. uh, I mean, I think I'm falling in love. The fucking arm drags. So incredible, and and they kind of like where they uh, just they would kind of be the backbone of the match because anytime things would go, you know, uh, Randy Savage way. Steamboat would always bring it back with uh, that uh, arm drag, that deep, deep arm drag that actually you never see anymore. Um, and what I love about that, this feud is his uh, addition of wrestling's greatest rivalry. These two are in the prime of their career when they're wrestling each other. They are. And they, I think that they're equally, uh, you know, skilled here. I mean, I almost would give the edge to Steamboat, but not much because... Uh, um, I, mean, I, you, I wouldn't argue if you said Savage, but these two guys were on that same level. These guys are A-plus workers. In the history of wrestling, there might have been only 25, 30 guys with this type of ability. saw them um, in, this, in this first match when they meet each other. It's, you know, it's sort of a feeling out phase. You got Steamboat getting that arm drag in anytime. They're really going after the arm. I mean, they were really doing that arm um, tie-up thing for a long time, for like 10 minutes in the match. It was all about the arm. What I love about Steamboat, his arm drag are so awesome that it's not a rest spot. It's like he, he builds it to something because it's so damn light and fast. Well, that's a spectacular move, so it's very satisfying. you know. So he's, he, he dazzles you with that, so you don't mind him sitting there for a little while with it. But he doesn't sit long because, of course, here, you're here with Randy Savage. So Randy Savage is just as fast, just as crazy. So he's doing all kinds of nutty things and uh, and just as quick. So we have all these different spots. Obviously, we, you guys can go see the match. We're not going to, like, go move for move. But why don't well, one thing I want to talk about, these, all three of these matches, they're not similar at all. They're three different no. types, except two of the matches had the same type of finish. The way it was, the way it was booked. The way it was laid out, all three matches were entirely different than the others. So, how would you describe the first one? First match, and what I love about it, this, if I'm not mistaken, it's the first time they ever met in a singles match, one on one. I mean, like you stated, the match starts with with the arms drag. You got a lot of a lot of fighting outside the ring. I mean, no, but what do you call it? Like as overall, what the type of match would you call this? Like a, a brawl? I mean, a, a, no, no, no. Yeah, you know what you would call it? A scientific brawl. Yeah, this was a scientific. This is a scientific match for sure. And they and, and you had Randy Savage doing very little rule breaking. Um, I don't know if he did cheated in any way here. Um I know and, but, and, and what he, uh, the one time he tried to cheat, Steve reversed it, threw him into the post and was and then he bladed and he was busted wide open. Now in one of these matches the ref kept kicking Randy's hands off the uh this first match, right? And he, oh, this he kept is like, what I love. This is, a, this is, you have Deenan and Monsoon, a commentary, and uh, he's got Savage, he's got uh, Savage in one of his arm bars, and Savage grabs the ropes, and the referee kicks the arm off, and Monsoon goes, hey, I don't, the referee should never touch the wrestler, he should never get involved, just gallant. And he, he goes, oh, we agree on something, wow. 
dude, I, I even yelled at the screen. I was like, you can't do that, man. Like, that, you got to break the hold, man. Like, I, someone... love, I, love, I, I love the team of Monsoon and Angorilla, a tremendous team. <laughs> so, anyway, so he's, he's uh, you know, pulling out every trick, trying to stay away from getting pinned. Obviously, he's the champ. So, they end up on the outside, and um, I think, like, uh, I think they're both getting counted out, and he gets uh, Steamboat gets in right and uh, wins the match. But of course, he does not win the title. So uh, this sets up kind of like this big TV match, I guess that we were going to. It doesn't about. set up a TV match because, like, like remember at this point in time, they were both feuding with different wrestlers. This was a one. This was a one-off match. This wasn't. This wasn't. And like, where was they were no. This wasn't a regular match for them. This was a one-off. The, the feud doesn't begin until the next match. November 22nd, 1986 edition of Superstars of Wrestling, WWF Superstars of Wrestling. This is the match that begins their legendary feud. So where did this first match that we just talked about, like, where did it air? Was it, what show was it? It aired, it aired on, it, on Toronto television. Um, there was a show in Canada. The main WWF show in Canada was called Maple Leaf Wrestling, in which they would take matches throughout Ontario. And that match actually occurred in the Maple Leaf Garden in the United States. It aired in Canada. Amazing. So so that's interesting. So, so with regard to the American people then, the first time they really saw this was... Would be November uh, 20, 1986, yes. It's, it's the episode of Superstars of Wrestling, yes. Anyway, I, but I feel like they they had some angle, right? Did they have any angle that? Yeah, led up this, to this was match? the match where the this is the match where the angle took place. No, but was there another angle before this or nothing? No, 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 no. This okay, was, so they, this was a random TV match. Yeah, no, it was a TV match. This was a TV match, November twenty second, nineteen eighty six. The next match you're talking about another sensational match. They're going back and forth, the arm drag. Macho Man leaping off the top rope. Uh, just a tremendous match that uh, one of the best TV matches in the history of WWF Super Oh, one of the most memorable because of the, the ending, obviously. Oh, the fucking, oh, what a fucking ending, yes. An ending that would uh, fucking uh, the um, super, uh, San Martino, right? Uh, yes, eventually. Because, because, yes, because um, I, he was so outraged. I don't think it's on the link that I sent you, but on the on that show, on that show, when the when the match ended, San Martino was interviewing Savage in the locker room, and Savage is bragging about how he almost killed Sebo, and San Martino destroyed Savage in the locker room, which <laughs> that, was great because Sebo was given a few months off to sell the injury, and during those two or three months off, Savage feuded with San Martino. Can you imagine San Martino? What he must have been fifty, fucking guy. At this time, he was fifty-one, fifty-two, if I'm not mistaken. That's a that's amazing, man, San Martino. But let's go back to this match. They, yeah, were, this match they, was... were great, they were great fucking matches. I mean, down the line, we can even talk about those matches. They were great fucking matches. The San Martino though is just a brawler and perfect. And Savage feeds well off a brawler. So, so, but this match here, we have a very aggressive Steamboat. We have a very aggressive Savage. Savage, I think, uh, does he go bloody here? I think he gets bloody, right? No, he gets um, bloody in the first match you talked about, the July match. 
where he gets thrown into the post and he butt and he plays and he busts it open. And okay, okay. Here, no one, no one believes it's this match because they're saving it for that career-ending angle. Okay, but uh, and when does he use the foreign object? He uses it in this match, right? He used when he he scrapes Steamboat's eyes. Man, I'll see you. Yeah. Match is so fucking great. I'm trying to remember which one. Anyway, one of these matches. We might as well we might as well just talk about all three matches as if they're one because they because so this, this, this match itself tremendous back and forth and the match begins Logan with Danny Davis who was turning who was doing that evil referee gimmick you know and and he wanted to referee the match and, and Dave Hendel was like no I referee the match so uh, Danny Davis leaves the ring and while the match is going on. Steamboat is destroying Savage. Savage does a great job in the middle of the match by banging both Steamboat and Earl Hedler's heads together. Steamboat goes down. Savage takes advantage of it. Steamboat reverses it, puts him in a, 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 a puts him in a small package, and Hedler is out for like 10 seconds. He could have pinned Savage for 10 seconds. Hedler finally, Danny Davis runs in the ring and stops the count. And, and so right then and there, the heat, they're, they're building up the turn of Danny Davis, as well as setting up the ending, because after because after um after uh, Danny Davis takes the ring for the second time, Savage attacks Steamboat from behind, throws him out the ring, puts um picks him up and throws him next first onto the onto the uh, guardrail, and then sets him up, comes off the top rope and does an axe tackle. Axe handle while Savage, while Steamboat is draped across the guardrail, brings yeah. Steamboat into the ring, grabs the ring, the, the the belt, the the ring, the ring belt. Oh, he beats the count. He wins by count out first, then goes back outside the ring, can't keep his belt, and then in one of the great moments, one of the great angles in WWF history, comes off the top rope, lands the the, the a belt onto Steamboat's throat. And Steamboat, the greatest salesman in the history of wrestling, sells as though he's about to die. And this McMahon is doing a hell of a job of commentary. Oh, I think he swallowed his tongue. Yeah, I kept saying, I think he, he, I think he swallowed his tongue. Yeah, I think he swallowed his tongue. And meanwhile, his tongue is like spitting out. And then you have uh, what I like. It's like, oh, he didn't swallow his tongue. Look, his tongue is sticking out as he's screaming. Oh, no, and funny, he says, like, you know, it wasn't like, you know how sometimes these heels will, like, take on and, like, start becoming, like, good guys in moments like this? Not Jesse. He's just, like, he's taking him out of the picture of the number one contendership. That's what he's doing. <laughs> Not to make light of the situation, but he got the job done. No longer was he a threat to the IT. Yeah. Because <laughs> this guy was legit. Steve on a stretcher. He falls off. Oh, he kept falling off. He fell off, like, five times. And <laughs> The locker room where Sam Akil destroyed Savage. Great, great, great of uh, angle to lead to one of the greatest feuds in WWF history. Yeah, this was probably one of the greatest episodes of Superstars ever. Um, you know, it goes up there with the Hogan, you know, the uh, Orndorff turn on Hogan. <laughs> oh, and, and another great one that involved Savage was when he got bit by the snake. Oh, 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 yeah, he and he and he actually got bit, right? Yeah, 
was on the same level as this angle. Right, right. I mean, really, just uh, maybe we'll do a, a greatest angles or something. But uh, this was a uh, one of the uh, disputes, though, between these two. Now, they eventually um, didn't they have a – what was their biggest match ever, though? I guess it's the next one coming up. No, 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 no. We covered their biggest match ever, WrestleMania three, the 1987 match of the year. On the okay, yeah, but besides, no, no, besides that match, though, in terms of, like – they, they, what do they do? Just go around towns and just like get these big matches out and like that. Now, now after this match, Steve takes three months off to sell the injury. He doesn't right, come back until early February 1987, which coincides with the next match we talked about, February 15th, 1987, once again in Toronto, in a phenomenal match, the best match of these three matches. This was pre WrestleMania. Yeah, this was a month before WrestleMania. All right, so they're probably just like, so where did this match air? Uh, same thing in Toronto, only in Toronto. They didn't air this in the United States. Now, how similar, I can't remember now, how similar were these two matches? Like between this the, and the WrestleMania match. The WrestleMania match was different because of the speed. These guys, at the WrestleMania match, and if you really want, if you want to hear a complete take on that, go, that match was, oh, my God, one, two count after another. Two and a half. Oh, oh I love it. In the last match we just talked about where a Jesse scolds it. Why are you going, oh, no, when he's telling one, two, you got to be unbiased, bitch. You just take yeah. one, two, oh, no. No, he said, oh, no, cover. Yeah, it's like, because yeah, he, he's you like. just say, oh, no, cover. Just go one, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, uh, but Vince is famous for the, you know, like, we're having a champion. Oh, no. And so, he, he's always, you always know it's not going to be his champion because he says it's not, it is. So, when we talk about this uh, next match here, that this Toronto match, um, this was like they did this match prior to WrestleMania. They did, they did a different kind of match. Um, what what tell about like the the face of the finish of this match here? Oh, once again a tr- I mean a tremendous finish because Sebo is beating the hell out of uh, Savage throughout this match. He busted Savage open, and um he go he, he goes for he goes for the what you call it that roller press, and Savage reverses it and holds on to the tight. And the referee is counting three, and he's looking down at the mat, and, he, and, he, and he's right in front of him holding his tight, and he puts Heather Savage holding his tight when he counts the three. <laughs> Even my soon after the match, though, was like, oh, what, what was the referee looking at? Seriously. And his his um, three, well, I guess so, yeah, he cheats to win here. But we they're talking what, what, so this great part of this match is he he puts uh Steamboat on the guardrail again and he's gonna try to come off the top rope like he did in the in the angle match and then when he comes off Steamboat reverses by punching him in the stomach. <laughs> yes. Now this this is um this is Steamboat coming back right after his you know, this is like his, his sole injury of his eye his throat. Right, right, right. right. So this is like his first kind of public match back after what I, that. What, what, what I loved about the, the him selling the injury, they were on an episode of Primetime Wrestling, and this would air around Christmas 
New Year's, 86 going into 87. Steamboat Visits the Doctor was one of was one of the uh, was one of the skits they ran and Steamboat how to talk <laughs> talk with you. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Come on, come on, say. And then finally, when he started talking, like I'm going to come get you, my man. <laughs> oh, I remember his promo, man, but with his like fucked up throat. That was very uh, powerful. So and, you know, Ricky Steamboat gave one of the greatest in the history of professional wrestling. He was one of the great babyface promos of all time because he wasn't clowning. He was joking. He was mad. You saw the emotion, and you would think, God damn, this shit must be real. This shit must be real. It's right up there. I mean, you know, the Dusty Rose and the Stone Cold Steve Austin and the Rock babyface promos are comedy late. They're late to comedy. Ricky Steve never did that. He was straight. I, he was the babyface coming back from a beatdown from almost getting killed, and he's like, let me tell you something, Macho Man, all the vigor in my heart, with all the determination, not only am I going to get that title back, I'm going to make you pay. I mean, Steve-O was great, real great at the serious promos, like Tommy Rich. Those guys gave great babyface promos where they weren't clowning. They were out for revenge. I love those type of babyface promos, which you don't see today. Yeah, Bill Watts, man. Yeah, perfect example. Perfect example. The JYD, the Mid-South, they gave promos. They weren't clowning. They weren't shucking and jiving. They were dead serious. They were telling you, look, I'm coming back for revenge. I'm coming to kick your ass, and there's nothing you can do about it. Well, that's the thing now. You want to say that about his promos, but for the most part, it looks like Randy Savage was a more protected guy and got the better of... Of Steamboat and most but of the they protected him because they knew in the end Steamboat was going to go over. That's how you look. I got you. Fuck that fifty-fifty a- bullshit. Savage is going to win by cheating the referee, whatever. And then finally at the WrestleMania, the babyface, the the heel gets to come up and have the babyface win and wins the feud. Now, now you guys want to talk? You guys can listen to the archives. And uh, the greatest match, we talk about that match, but there's a match out there that is universally recognized as the greatest match between these two guys. I wasn't able to attend this match because I was, I was in New Orleans until the week, the week that this match occurred. May 1st, 1987, people I grew up with, people that were there, people that have talked on the Internet have said that that was the greatest match they ever had against each other. May 1st, 1987, National Coliseum, a steel cage match. Steamboat beats Macho Man inside the steel cage. Okay, and that was that was on what? What show? That wasn't on any show. It was in that. Oh, show. oh, it never. No, people just saw it live. Interesting. Yeah, and, right. and, and 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 it was sold out. I mean, completely sold out. Savage Steamboat was a hot ticket. This was the rematch after WrestleMania. They did steel cage matches all over the country. The biggest one being in the Nassau Coliseum, a match that unfortunately was never aired. I don't know if it was videotaped at all. There's no footage of this to this day. I wish I didn't come back from New Orleans till May night. This match held, was held May first. I wish there was a way I could tra- we could go back in your time travel machine and see this fucking match. So this this was uh, this was um, a time when the WWF was still making its money on a lot of house show circuits, right? So it was it was they had actually running. They were running 400 shows a year. Yeah, so they were sending these guys all over the country to have the same match. There right? was, there was, there was, there, what 
had they, they would have three cards. They would have three. They would have one small venue and two big venues every night. And what would you have, Logan? Is you'd have Hogan, the World Wrestling Federation champion, headlining one show. Whoever the IC champion was headlining another show, and whoever the tag team champions were headlining the third show. And so which one would come to MSG? What would come to MSG? Well, the Nassau Coliseum would have been the MSG side show, and instead of Hogan, Kamala, which was the main feud with Hogan at the time, it was Savage versus Steve but when you were a kid, who would you want to see more? I mean, uh, I would like... want to see Savage. See, matter of fact, when I went to the Garden in July and August of that same year, seven, I went because Steamboat was going up against the Hockey Talk Band trying to get the IC title back. Hogan was on wasn't on either card, and both cards sold out. So Steamboat uh, is in the is he in the um, the Observer Hall of Fame? He was. Him and Macho Man were in the very first class. Uh-huh. I wonder if he'd get in at this point, given the high standards. I feel like he would be on the cusp. Why would he be on the cusp? There ain't nobody today other than Tata Hockey that's on that level. Oh, well, I mean, but he wasn't like a major title holder, was he? He was an NWA world champion and an Intercontinental champion when the Intercontinental title meant something. Yeah, but only for brief, like, stint, right? Uh, I mean, he, how he long did he... He was one of the greatest workers of all time. I mean, all you Shawn Michaels and Daniel Bryan fans suck my dick. They're not a pimple on Steamboat's ass. Steamboat was the man. Steamboat was the man. Listen to what Rick Flair, how Rick Flair talks about him. But Stone Cold, Stone Cold learned a lot. Stone Cold even said that he owes his career to his feud with Steamboat because it taught him how to be a better worker. Oh, obviously, Steamboat's the greatest man, one of the greatest ever. I mean, look at yes. the shit he did with Flair. The shit he did with Flair was on out of this world. Which is um, another another rivalry that we covered on this podcast. I mean, I mean, Steamboat was one of all time. Forget one of the top ten, one of the top five of all time. Just phenomenal, and he had to retire young, early forties because of a neck injury that he had in the ring in a match against against Sunny C. Walton. Or else he would even have more of a great uh, resume. His resume is already stacked. Imagine had he continued. Well, he did. He, I, it's arguable that he would have had a probably even better career had he not had that falling out and wanted to take a break when Vince wanted to run him like a, you know, wanted to run him into the ground. Remember that? Like, uh, well, what happened he was wanted... his baby, Ricky Jr., had just been born. Right. Steve only wanted six weeks off. Steve was doing such great business at the time, but man, not looking at the human element, looking at dollars and cents. Can't do it. You want, yeah, matter of fact, you want six weeks off? Take six months off. Who's going to tell tonight? <laughs> I mean, what a fucking hothead. This yeah. man must have been like snorting a lot of coke at that time because that seems like such a ridiculous, I know, ridiculous I thing to do. So anyway, uh, he goes. Then he obviously um, after this feud, he, he had that big feud with Flair, and uh, he's 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 obviously a Hall yeah, of Famer. He would lose the IC title, Hockey Talk Man, because McMahon told him to drop it and go away. Um, he would wrestle in the WWF only another year after after the WrestleMania. He would take time off to be with his baby and run a gym in North Carolina. Came back in January of '89, had that spectacular feud that we talked about on. Are, are both wrestling strings matches then 
Russell's greatest rivalry. Then he had a falling out with Jim Hurd over money, and he left for another six months. Came back to the WWF in 91. They pushed him as an opening guy. They, they fucking put him in a dragon costume. They, they, McMahon, every time he has a falling out with somebody, when he puts him back, he buries him. Steamboat. And one interesting note here, Logan, the final nail in the WWF in 91 at Steamboat's coffin was Survivor Series. He wanted Steamboat to get buried in two minutes by The Undertaker on television. Steamboat said, hell no. Walked out, went to WCW, and had that great Clash of the Champions match when him and Dustin Rhodes beat Art Anderson and Larry Zabisco for the World Tag Team title. And then he had a great run from 91 to being forced to retire in 94 as he had one great match after another. Many of the matches we covered on the Wrestling Greatest Matches series in WCW from 91 to 94. Steamboat from 1976 to 1994, greatest runs in the history of any wrestler. I mean, one great match after another with guys like Ric Flair, Randy Savage, Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, Rick Rude, just great matches with so many great ones. Rahul McDaniel, Tully Blanchett, the list goes on and on and on. Yeah, well, he revitalized the WCW at a time when they really needed star power. Yeah, because when they, they had got... lost Flair. They had gotten rid of Flair, and they were in the doldrums. And Steve-O came, and him and Rude shot life back into WCW. Definitely. Two big personalities. So, uh, was, they had a tremendous team. Uh, steve just had tremendous. If you get in the ring with Steve-O, you have to be on your best. So the feud has to be great. Right, right. So, 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 do you know anything about Steamboat's, um, like, does, does he have a book or anything? Does he write any books? You know what? I would, I don't think he has a book out because I would have got it. Oh, okay. The Flair book, and the Flair talk, you know, Flair loves Steamboat. Uh, you read that book, you see he's got nothing, but Flair's always said the greatest baby face in history wrestling was Ricky Steamboat. Flair loves Steamboat. And if you want to check out Ricky Steamboat on Flair's podcast, go to iTunes. He was on the show a couple of times, and you could just feel the love in the end, the mutual respect between the two of them. And they've been great friends since the first day Steve-O came to North Carolina. That's cool, man. So so, so they're um, – and now he's, I guess he's working with the WWE. I guess he's yeah, he's, in NXT. I believe he's an NXT trainer. Yeah, yeah. And his son, his son was, like, going to come in, but I guess not. Um, and they never they never let him leave NXT, so he finally got frustrated and retired. I think he's, uh, I think he's still order racing now. All right, so um, what uh, – only makes sense if they start grew up in Carolina, you know. Carolina is basketball country. That's true. So let's talk about this uh, next – show, uh, what do you think you're going to, uh, who, who are we going to talk about? You know what, that is a great fucking question. I haven't even thought about what our next show is. It's going to be Wrestling's Greatest Matches, it's going to be Wrestling's Greatest Feuds, or Wrestling's Greatest Performances. I mean, we've done a lot or, of shows. Uh, so, you know what, what we'll, we'll or greatest, do. Or you could do Greatest Cards. Uh, we'll leave it alone for the moment. Next week we'll do boxing. Uh, Bernard Hopkins is in the movie Shaun of the Dead. And within the week, I'll come up with an idea, and, I, and I'll, I'll text you. Sounds good, One Silver Man. Thanks for uh, listening, everybody. One Silver Man, talk to you next week, man. Peace. All right, man. Enjoy your week coming up, baby. I'll talk to you next week. Take care. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be confusing. Like Swedish techno confusing. 
บอกบอกเหงาเหงา Dance with me purple cow บอกบอกเหงาเหงาโอ้ you lovely cow Geico makes it easy with 24/7 access all you have to do is go to geico.com and you can save money on car insurance it just makes sense unlike you know Dance with me purple cow I like your move When you don't go to geico.com car insurance can be confusing like Swedish techno confusing. Bok bok meow meow. Dance with me, purple cow. Bok bok meow meow. Ooh, you lovely cow. Geico makes it easy with 24/7 access. All you have to do is go to geico.com and you could save money on car insurance. It just makes sense. Unlike you know. Dance with me, purple cow. I like your move.